Hey everybody, Pauly here. Quick message about today's episode. It was recorded on October 28th, 2020. So any players that may or may not be mentioned, any teams that may or may not be mentioned, anything that is specific that may or may not be mentioned, may or may not be still true at the date of the upload in December. Thank you. Enjoy. Now serving butter and bacon. The good stuff. I knew it was going to happen. I, I don't know the timing of was everything in the bubble wrapped up before they shut down NBA experience? Was it as soon as the buzzer sounded for the championship game? Was it the next day? Uh, was it before? I have no idea. But, you know, what a shame. What a shame. It was doomed from the start. And I tried to be optimistic about it because I love the NBA and I love Disney. I thought, yeah. wow, what a great yeah. partnership. It's tailor-made for bum, you. Bum, ba, da. Wow. <laughs> well, you know, they were hoping that you'd visit, and when you weren't able to visit, they decided it wasn't worth keeping open anymore. It all hinged on my consumer status. That's right. You know what? Kind of, kind of tough to run that kind of thing during a pandemic as well. It is. It really is. It really is. Uh, yeah. A lot of physical stuff. A lot of huff puff, a lot of breathing, you know, heavy breathing, physical exertion. It's not, not good, the best man. thing. Is that the best thing to be doing? <laughs> you know, it's not the best thing to be doing. No. And, you know, as, as we've learned things, learned things were true, learned things were false about the virus and how it is spread. I'm sure that people believed or thought maybe it was possible to transmit it via handling the same stuff like the basketballs and right yeah you know I, and it, you was, know, it this... was bad let's be fair though let's keep it real it was bad before the pandemic too yeah no 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 yeah yeah it wasn't great i mean people talk about you know when you come back from a disney vacation you get the disney flu uh which is kind of an unfortunate fortunate choice of words but you know it's mm. the traveler's flu or you know the creeping croup or whatever you, whatever you the want creepy, to call it the creepy crud yeah the creepy crud that's <laughs> the honey the honey into. wall <laughs> yes uh, oh yeah licking the honey wall and the poo yeah. um cue or you know the um the the uh peter pan switchback um gum swap um that that yeah no just none none of that is good but, the, um, the, the stuff in the queue for um, Seven Dwarfs Mine Train, where you have all that stuff yeah, you handle. The, you know, like... the, the drinking fountains that aren't drinking fountains. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. This guy, it kind of makes yeah. uh, the people who take off their shoes and socks and stick their feet in the fountains around World Showcase kind of makes that look a bit benign these days. Little bit, little bit. But, you know, I, it, it's just. Um... It, if there is a positive, you know, because we like to talk about the good stuff. If there's a positive that maybe some of the uh, cleaning procedures will continue. Um, not saying that they're going to be wiping down uh, some doors mine train after every rider. 
going forward until the end of time. But, you know, maybe maybe some of the, you know, uh, experiences of, you know, being a little cognizant of what you're touching and when you're touching and how often you wash your hands uh, would be a good thing. Uh, but that's just me. I'm reminded of in Test Track when you used to roll through that little tunnel yes. where it was like they were spraying stuff on you. Yes. And I, I'm sort of imagining in my mind if they drive ride vehicles through those things and like mist yeah. them down with yeah. Do you remember <laughs> with... to turn off those robots <laughs> we're, we're like spray them with sanitizer mm. before they come back through like after after unload and then before load even though in most attractions it's just rolls straight from unload to load yeah 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 it's it's it they might they might um you might have like a 30 second pause <laughs> before, before going right from unload to load again. Uh, for the arrive. listeners, for the benefit of the listeners, um, neither Paul nor I have visited any Disney theme parks since well before this pandemic has occurred. That's so we correct. don't, so we don't know firsthand any of the processes <laughs> that they're doing as far yeah, as cleaning I mean just and... just yeah just what I've read about I mean they have um mm -hmm. they have the big cleaning sprayers um that those are kind of I guess they were sold out a little bit um in the early part of 2020 um but you know they, they, they they'll they'll spray them down uh, there's wipes there's sanitiz sanitization procedures that go on um but again I'm not saying it's between every guest but you know your mileage may vary but you know who isn't varying our listeners. Hi, welcome to Butter and Bacon, where we discuss the good stuff of Disney and cleaning. That's right. It's fall. It's a time to get your Halloween decorations out, maybe your turkey decorations out, maybe your Christmas decorations out, maybe your Hanukkah decorations out, because we're all working from home if you can. So whatever, decorate however you want. Uh, it's 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 a it's a holiday season, and we are here again with Amy. Hi, Amy. Thanksgiving turkey is a special night. <laughs> Jimmy Walker used to say dynamite. That's right. <laughs> oh, if you turkey. don't, if you don't. If you don't recognize that, please go on YouTube and look up Saturday Night Live, Adam Sandler Thanksgiving song. Please. It's, you have to watch it. It's an annual tradition for me every year. Yeah. Gotta do it. Turkey for you and a turkey for me. <laughs> so I good. wish I could get a turkey degree. <laughs> I have uh -huh. a turkey PhD. I make up lyrics to it all the that's time. Good. That's good. Like, who cares, man? You know, that's how he wrote it anyway. So good. Absolutely. But, uh, you know, what we really, we, I mean, we started talking about the NBA experience, and unfortunately it's closed before Amy was able to experience it, the NBA experience. But Amy was able to experience the NBA coming from Walt Disney World. They had their complete postseason, quote unquote, in the bubble at Walt Disney World if you didn't know. Amy, can you give us like a crash course for those of us that are not sports-tacular, uh, not NBA specific, but um, you know, like where were they on Walt Disney World property? Uh, how long were they there? 
what was the general reaction like? Uh, what, what, what was your what was your impression of the NBA 2020 experience? Well, the NBA chose the 22 top teams from the league of 30. Eight teams stayed home. Those poor eight teams. Those eight teams. Well. It, it, Depends on how you look at it, but those mm. those eight teams did not go. The the eight, you know, four from the Western Conference, four from the Eastern Conference did not go. So twenty two teams went on down to Disney World, and the top teams stayed at the Coronado Springs Resort and the Grand Destino Tower. And the reason why they stayed there is because that was the central hub for all of the operations for the NBA restart, NBA playoffs, championship, whatever. So the teams that were at the top of the standings in the East and the West, they put them there because they assumed that those teams would be staying there the longest. And they converted ballrooms in a couple different resorts, but uh, most of them were located over at Coronado. They converted ballrooms into practice courts. They also converted one ballroom into just laundry facilities. Like it was a huge, you know, massive scale uh, operation over there at Coronado. And uh, players had to go and get tested each day. They had to, uh, when they got up, they had to take their uh, blood oxygen level and they had to take their temperature and enter it into an app on either their mobile device or on their computer, uh, go down and get tested each day for COVID. And then uh, they would eat, you know, food. And that was initially prepared by Disney, but enough players put up enough of a fuss that they were <laughs> able to contract out with outside vendors who came and joined the bubble. Um, I watched a video, I think it was on Business Insider, of one of the vendors who was contracted out. She she was very good. And and so they would have menus they could order from. And so they would be delivered, you know, a, a very sanitized way. Like, everything was very safe, everything they did. But yeah, I think uh, they just they were, went with food, food service providers that the NBA normally works with. Which, again, yeah. there were people saying, well, why couldn't Disney just make the different food? Which they can, but when you're an organization like the NBA and you have multi-millionaires that are your bread and butter, those are your stars, you're going to go with what works. It's kind of mm -hmm. like, you know, it, if, if you have a friend who does weddings and she does weddings really well, or he does weddings really well, when you have a wedding, you're going to recommend them. Mm -hmm. it's, it, it's just what you do. Um, uh -huh. So yeah, I mean, there, there were a couple of people who were like Disney could have done it. It's like yeah, they kind of had the shots. Uh, Disney tried to do it and they didn't do a very good job. Let's keep it real. <laughs> the food yeah. wasn't great. They had a lot no. of complaints, and they and you know NBA players are used to a certain level of uh, you know they have chefs a lot of them, and you know they're they're used to a certain type of food, a certain type of way. They're not used to bulk prepackaged nope. type food that Disney their is body used to is serving. literally their temple. Yes, 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 yes. So, uh, yeah, so that kind of thing. So, uh, let's see. Players were stationed at um, Coronado Springs Resort, at the Yacht Club Resort, uh, boy, the Grand Floridian Resort. I feel like I'm forgetting 
a place. I know that they did set up practice courts and facilities over at the business center at the Contemporary Resort as well. Yeah, we so, were joking uh, that they would be over at Pop Century, but no, that didn't. <laughs> that didn't happen. Uh, I'll just throw in some random little bits of trivia. Um, NBA players are big dudes. And uh, some of them, you know, a, a couple of them were, uh, were vlogging during the bubble. If you want to watch this, this is actually very interesting. There were a lot of players that did uh, YouTube videos, YouTube series that they started about life in the bubble. Um, I'll name a couple. Of, one of them was JaVel McGee. He plays for the Los Angeles Lakers. So his time in the bubble was the longest as far as players who were vlogging. I think so. His, I'll spell his name is J A V A L E M C G E E. Javel McGee. If you want to look him up on YouTube, he had awesome vlogs. Also, Matisse Tybel from the Philadelphia 76ers. His team got eliminated a little earlier on, so he didn't have as much material, but the vlogs that he produced were excellent. So, his name is M A T I S S E. T-H-Y-B-U-L-L-E, Matisse Teibel, um, if you want to look those up. So both of these guys did an amazing job of uh, documenting what the rooms were like, what Disney did to accommodate as far as like um, things like barber service, things like converting rooms for the barbers, for the uh, massage crew, for the equipment crews, converting guest rooms, because they, they had these teams situated on like they would have like a whole floor for a team and so they would have all of these different facilities that they had to had to provide for really really interesting if you're into disney to see how disney worked around and did all of this along the way it's so cool but uh but it, there were there were players i think matisse tybull was the one who um ordered a mattress and put it on his floor <laughs> because it, the that mattress so, they were yeah they were at the Grand Floridian and the mattress there people it was just killing people it, were offended but again these are guys that are nearly seven feet tall mm -hmm. they're not yeah. built like quote unquote average humans right where right. their backs hit the bed is different it's different than where your back hits the bed yeah, it's totally different. Uh, their bodies are just made very differently. Yeah. Um, so we said he was very uncomfortable in the bed at the Grand Floridian. So he ordered a mattress and he had it on the floor. And he said that he would, uh, I don't know if he actually, you know, made the transition to using that bed all the time or if he just used it for naps during the day. I know the, the vlog where he received it, you know, he set it up. And he said, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take a quick nap right now. I think I'm going to take a nap. And so I, I remember thinking, I, you may as well just stick with that you know if it's better for you he said it, that mattress was much better than you ordered i know that jr smith ordered a mattress topper from amazon i think it might have been casper um for his bed at coronado uh you know guys just they need different stuff man so so they did that um there was one vlog where i noticed that javel mcgee was uh he was in the in the bathroom you know in the master bath of his his room at uh Coronado at the Grand Desino Tower and I noticed how enormously tall he was compared to where the you know the ceiling of the shower was oh man like it's just the logistics of these guys I mean and, and that's their everyday life 
yeah trying to because they're in hotel rooms most of the time right you know all the all the away games all the travel they do and everything but um, yeah i mean i i'm just i'm just imagining like they're not staying at an embassy suites you know like those no. those desks they wouldn't be able to get their legs under the desk that's in the right. room there right um and i i don't mean i don't mean this and it probably will come out this way that disney luxury is not luxury in a worldwide resort sense of the word you will get that if you go to the four seasons mm -hmm. on disney property but mm -hmm. when you think of the disney luxury accommodations like grand floridian or now the grand destino um you know and and probably some of maybe yacht and beach club but i mean i've i've been to for work i would never be able to afford to go to these hotels or resorts um some of these luxury resorts like a four seasons and it there's a step up from the highest level of disney to that level that and these that's where these people stay all the time i mean that's where that's where these players are that's where they live when you see those 30 million dollar mansions that's their normal day-to-day -day. they're accustomed to a level of uh of yeah. service and accommodation that uh that we're not uh one of the play I, you know i'm not gonna name his name but one of Boban. the players did a snap uh, did a i think it was like an instagram or snapchat <laughs> i would know it was not boban marnianovich there would be no boban slander sir I no boban is fishing. my hero no i mean let me get this out there was a player right, that right, right, right. Uh, immediately upon arrival in his room at the grand destino tower had it was either an instagram or snapchat and he said oh, okay nba you got some motel six yes and uh that was a lot of drama around that um you you know all right and then what everyone will be able to figure this out they'll look this up but the player was <laughs> the player was interviewed after they won the championship and he was back home and he said the first thing that he did when he got home was go eat a huge meal because yeah. he was relieved to have real food back and he said that it was the first time he'd had dessert since he'd entered the bubble and he said uh he was gonna do a lot of eating to make up for the lost time yeah. so i can understand that like a lot of these guys have personal chefs they eat the very best food because they have to you know because they have to it's not just because they're out here like pampering themselves because they can i mean i'm sure a lot of the things they do is for that but it's like you said their their body is their job and yeah. they're getting paid of millions upon millions of dollars yeah. and it it hinges on that like they could they could get or lose a contract based on the quality of their body yeah and uh yep. and i mean you think about there are 32 nba teams there are 30. five guys 30, 30 sorry 30 nba teams i will have no mistakes no <laughs> so there are 30 nba teams there are five starters per team Yes. That means there are 150 people on earth who have this job. Who have a starting position, yeah. Yeah. And think of all, the think average, of all the players who are trying to break in through like yeah. the G League consistently. Well, not only that, but even, even the bench might be three or four people, maybe, that get to see the game. Mm -hmm. So you're talking nine, ten max. 
per team they get out on the court then you've got like you know it, it's a different it's a different level from major league baseball where you've got rosters 20 25 27 NFL football. NFL football is, like is 53 men on the roster. <laughs> there's 11 guys on each side. Um, there's other guys that are only special teams. Um, you know, hockey is. I think their rosters are in the in the low 20s. So yeah, I mean, no, it's not. It's not big. It's they are specialized and they are they are their body. I mean, if it doesn't work, they don't get paid. And you know, yes, they get paid millions of dollars. But remember, they might only have three years to make their entire life salary. Mm -hmm. Another funny thing, just a little bit of trivia. This was a very nice courteous thing for Disney to do. Uh, when players checked in and first arrived in the rooms, they had a little goodie bag of snacks and they gave, gave them uh, microwavable cups of Velveeta shells and cheese. <laughs> they gave them a bunch of candy bars, a bunch of different candy uh granola bar it was like seriously just a bag of carbs and sugar it, and uh <laughs> it was mickey's not so scary halloween party nba edition like multiple players opened it up and they were like i'm not touching any of this like i'm not gonna eat it. what am i gonna do with this <laughs> it like set it aside like what's wrong with y'all and what it hit me that this was probably part of the sponsor deal yeah. The, because they did get a couple free things like um, they got an Amazon fire stick for everybody um, just little things like that like a, a fan that they could put around their neck for when they're outside I guess they were like a rechargeable USB rechargeable fan I believe that's how it worked and they could wear it around their neck and it would help keep them cool when they were outside um a bit, yeah, like a lot of guys brought in their their computer setups, like a full a full on desktop computer gaming setup for live streaming gaming when they were not practicing or playing. Um, so that was cool. Just neat to see little things like that about their personal lives and what they do in their downtime that you wouldn't normally be exposed to. Um, I, I enjoyed it very very much. I have that was to say. my next question. Because, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, please, you know, because I'm not an NBA fan. I was watching. I like watching playoffs in general, just from sports. I'm a big sportsing guy, mm -hmm. but I, I don't follow basketball that much. Um, but but see, it, 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 there was a novelty of having it at Walt Disney World. It was it was very very different. The game experience was very different for the players and for the people watching it at home. So in the arena they had on three sides of the court so like the end zones and then the side of you know the court behind the benches that everyone could see at home uh they had huge screens set up like broadcast screens and so during the game they would show um the little little clips like if someone would make a dunk or like a really good shot they would show clips of like people cheering and making crowd noise because yeah. in the early games there was no one there except for people who were working so yep. you could hear you could hear the coaches yelling stuff you could hear players sitting on the benches yelling stuff and over time they started like piping in a little bit of crowd noise in the gyms and then also on tv you could tell that they were piping it in. Like it wasn't that they were getting it from the piped in audio in the arena. They were piping it in for the broadcast as well. 
And then as the games started like getting towards the playoffs, they started allowing select family members and close associates. Which you had know, like, some issues too. <laughs> which had some issues too. But yeah, you know, they would they would have like um players' wives or, or girlfriends and Sometimes their both. children could come and watch, which was amazing i was so happy that they that they let those people come and spend time with i was glad they finally let players see their kids i mean it had been months since they had seen their kids since they had seen anybody else except for nba people and employees and cast members so it was wonderful they finally allowed that but the the watching the games very early on as they were sort of you know playing it by ear it was so different there were no fans no you could hear everything so clearly and the announcer teams were pretty much the same i think there <laughs> like were three it, i think they had you know, three teams yeah they had they had uh, the espn announcer teams yeah. and then they had the turner announcer teams and so they they didn't have very many like yeah. uh, they had a lot of support people like 2 300 people for like ESPN, two, three hundred people for Turner that were down there, which included like reporters and then technical people that were working in trucks out in the parking lot, statisticians, all of that. But those people weren't in the arena because they only let in a certain number of people in there for safety and for virus control. Um, luckily, there were no positives. Zero. Zero positives positive for the entire bubble daily daily everyone everyone there got tested daily it was like yeah. that's incredible it's incredible it it's a feat it is a feat it's a miracle um but yeah the the viewing experience was, was such a stark difference <laughs> you know the numbers like the ratings were very down viewership was mm-hmm. down a lot and the reasons for that you know you can debate it all day so during the bubble there was a lot of focus on getting justice for brianna taylor for bringing her killers to justice and that was just one part of the social justice initiatives but there was a lot of talk about um voting getting people to vote um several players got together and they they started an initiative where they were going to open um you know work with cities to open up the arenas possibly to make them extra polling places um getting free transportation for people to go and vote things like that were going on while the bubble basketball and everything was going on they had black lives matter on the courts um players knelt during the anthem before they had custom jerseys they didn't even have their own last names on, Mm -hmm. on you know some chose to have different causes to have black lives matter to have um you know uh say her name was on mm-hmm. um a few uh, you know and i i thought that that was something that the nba just said look this this affects us as a company at the nba but it also affects us as a people mm-hmm. you know they really made you're right the viewership was down probably for a lot of reasons that might be one of them but i think it was the right decision myself i do too I, I fully support it. I know some people don't. That's their prerogative. Mm-hmm. Uh, these are, you know, the these guys are human beings, uh, and it's a predominantly black league. 
and they wanted to use their voices. They wanted to express their voices. There was a point during the bubble when there were a couple days when they didn't play because the Milwaukee Bucks pulled out, so we're not going to play. Yeah, you know, and for ju- for social justice purposes, like for mm-hmm. for making this clear, we're serious about this. And the league took it seriously. Uh, Disney took it seriously. Disney actually allowed a little bit of marching to go on at Coronado Springs. Which All the was, refs. Yes, the refs got All together. All the refs. And there are a lot of refs. <laughs> there's a lot of refs. I, I was, I don't know why I was surprised. I don't know why I expected that Disney was going to be like, no. <laughs> I don't know why I expected that. Um well, I mean, truth be told, who were they going to march in front of? Correct. Correct. I think Coronado, I, I assumed, unless I hear otherwise, that Coronado was completely closed to guests. Yeah. Like tourist I, guests. I think you're right. I think it was just the NBA. Um, but yeah, the view, the viewing experience was a lot different. There was that tone to it of, okay, this other stuff is far more important that's going on out in the world. We can't be there to lend our voices. We can't be there in March with these people that we want to support. So this is how we're going to take a stand and make our voices heard. I respected that. I love that about it. Um, There's some people who didn't like that about it. It is what it is. You're not going to convince people. Um, no, one way but or the other. Was, Usually yeah. at, this, at this point, you're not going to change everybody's mind. You're not going to change anyone's mind. Um, also, all the games were played, like, all the all of the, all of the playing floors looked the same. All of the gyms looked the same. Um, yeah. the, scre- the screen setups, like, the, I know they worked with McLoeb Ultra for a, um, a fan, you know, a courtside seat, in air quotes, thing where you could uh, go on Microsoft... Things, Microsoft Teams is yep, that what it it's called mm-hmm. and so you could sign up to get a spot where you could watch the game and like actually they would show people on those on those wraparound screens they would show people watching the game from home so it was like there were some fans there but not really you know yeah. <laughs> not really but it, it was virtual big, fans yeah virtual fans it was a big sponsorship thing so you know they were making it work but yeah it was you know, it got to be, it got to be a little tiresome seeing the same gym, hearing the same announcer voices, mm. hearing the same analysts over and over and over. Because at least with the regular NBA, at least with regular play, uh, like home and away announcers. Yeah. You know, like if you're, if you're watching a game that's not nationally televised, if you're watching, you know, say you have NBA league pass, you'll... Of which 2020 hear. was not the year to have the NBA League Pass. NBA, you know, 2020 was definitely not the year for NBA League Pass. And I'll say this as someone who's had League Pass. Right. For, for like 10 seasons. And I've oh, had problems. You, you were constantly telling Dean and I, oh, League Pass, free week, free week. Go yes. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a big proponent of NBA League Pass. I think it's totally worth the money if you're an NBA fan. But this season Fox was not season the Rockets. I'm like, uh. I just, <laughs> I'm like constantly telling you to turn it on. Giannis like, is on. Like, oh. Yeah, he's like, eh, no, he's like eye roll. But the reason why it wasn't the year for League Pass is because when they when they suspended the season in March, 
you still had March, April, May, you know, June, whatever. You still had months left of games that were yes. due to you that you prepaid yes. to watch. Yes. And you didn't get that back because when they came back for the bubble, they all of the League Pass subscriptions had expired because they right. hadn't worked with the vendors no. on the TV broadcast in. It, it was a date finite it thing. was a date finite thing and so they yeah. had passed the end date for right. league pass so everybody who had league pass if they were still interested in watching the games early on that were league pass games that were not going to be nationally televised you had to contact the nba on the website and be like hey i had league pass i well, let me tell you i had to scan a bill that you showed that I went had paid a lot. for League Pass. I went yeah. through a lot. I, it you went took through a me, lot. It took me over an hour. I wasn't happy about it. It was it was like halftime of the game that was on that I wanted to watch before I they actually turned it on. And they said, you know what? You're not going to be able to watch it on TV. But don't worry. We got a fix for you. You're going to be able to stream it. I was like, oh, okay. You know, all right. I won't be able to like oh, rewind. Yay me. <laughs> yay me. I can stream bubble game. And it was only like couple weeks before yeah. they switched to all network broadcast games yeah. well, <laughs> so and, like and not only that but let's say you were a fan of one of the teams that did not make the bubble yes then you're lost out let's say you want to <laughs> let's say you were like a timberwolves fan a warriors oh, the knicks. fan the knicks if you're a knicks fan and you're paying for league pass look you need like a tax break. <laughs> you need you need something. You need I think you, you lost like, that. You need you a break on your bet. mortgage. You need a you need a credit. You need a, a credit upgrade. You need something. If you're paying for League Pass to watch the Knicks. We love bless you. Bless you. Uh, bless you. <laughs> we love you. Oh, love your heart. You you're yes. a true fan. Think true about fan. How, how true you have to be. If you're a subscriber to NBA League Pass for the New York Knicks, <laughs> that is a true blue fit. I salute you. I salute you. If we you're one of the we are both the standing and saluting. I salute you, man. All four. Man, of you. oh, love your heart, man. You're paying like two hundred bucks <laughs> for League Pass. Although that's half of a ticket to a game. <laughs> I, you know, and. If, for the Knicks, for crying out loud. It's because it's, it's, it's Madison Square Garden. It's, it's Madison like, Square Garden. It is the most famous sports arena on earth. You're paying to watch, like, is Julius Randle even still on the <laughs> I'm going to say this. You're paying for, like, Alfred Payton, Julius Randle. Like, you're paying I all can't. that money to watch these guys. And you're wearing Come your on. Jeremy Lin jersey. <laughs> you you're your Kristaps Porzingis. Porzingis. That, oh, Porzingis. That they gave away for nothing. I will nothing. never be over the fact that they gave no. away Kristaps Porzingis for like nothing. He just walked. Like, yeah. you know, whatevs. I, I was very thankful to have basketball back. As someone yeah. who every night I would watch multiple games. I mean, I, for, for like 10 years. Every Including night West of, Coast. Yes, I. You know what? For for the first several years of my NBA watching career, I was watching a team that played out of Sacramento, and I'm in Kentucky, so it would be yeah. like ten thirty tip. And so I'd be sitting up at like two in the morning watching like post game for the Sacramento Kings, as I was like, 
I did that. I'm dedicated, man. I watch these games. So I would be watching multiple games every single night during the regular NBA season. And so when they suspended play, I was like, at night, I'm looking now around what? me like, what am I going to do now? Like, what, do, what now? <laughs> and it was such drama hearing, like, all the players that were getting tested and getting positive results. Like, there were a lot of players who tested positive during the suspension of play. And they all came back and they all played great. Yeah. In the bubble. Yeah. And I was and, so happy for them. And we, I mean, and not, not to be a little too inside basketball in this case, but you know, we would, we'd be texting each other, um, you know, players that would test positive and we would be legitimately concerned for not just that they get better, but their long-term health. Cause again, these guys, their their career is their body. If they can't breathe, if they have like reduced lung function, they're not playing mm-hmm. ever. There were players too that they they a team would say we have this many positive tests, but we're not revealing who it is. Right, and that was a real concern, I'm sure, for these players who have these huge contracts or players who are not like quote-unquote made men yet right you know because they don't because they don't want people to know that like hey so-and-so had had covid right you know maybe we tell maybe we don't sign him next year maybe we don't resign his contract next like it could have huge business implications for these guys i do have to say once they entered the playoff portion of the bubble when they sent the riffraff home when they really got down to the nitty-gritty the riffraff the riffraff i yeah. refuse to allow bo bombardianovic to be referred to as riffraff well that's true but i mean when, Luka when, they really, when they nailed it down to was it 16 teams in the playoffs you called the los angeles clippers the riffraff listen <laughs> i'm not gonna argue about it no but that's what i called but you called them the riffraff <laughs> yeah what i did enjoy is whomever was running the um av and the floor decorations made it feel and they did a little bit of behind the scenes they tried to make it feel as much like a home game for the designated home team as they could they changed out the big stickers on the floor they would put in um different colored lights and they would actually have a dj play the same music they play in those arenas i don't know if Mm -hmm. you caught that i did caught i did i did caught it I, I did, did catch it. it. I did go. I done caught it. I it was great. Like, um, just little sound effects. Yeah. Yeah. Things. I mean, for example, like the Hawks didn't go to the bubble, but like if you were watching a Hawks game, like there would be a foul, and like somebody would be getting ready to shoot free, that you would hear like, Rawr! you know, like yeah. the hot sound effects, just things like that. They would throw that in during play. It was a blessing. I mean, they were trying to figure out any way in the world. I mean, hype hype these guys up because they were playing in front of nobody somebody mentioned yeah. it was sort of like aau like it was just Me. no because I, I literally i went to an aau game and it sounded at least the non-playoff ones sounded exactly the same the squeaking of mm-hmm. the shoes the yelling of the coaches the players setting plays yelling at each other getting each other into position who's open you could hear all of it which mm-hmm. is neat when you're used to just hearing from the crowd <laughs> but from the player perspective 
you don't get you any have, energy from nothing, right? You have no energy coming in from you know the crowd. You have you have right. nothing to get you pumped up at key moments. Everything yep. just flows. It's just a very monotone, quiet yeah. all around. And the NFL you. is saying the same thing. Um, you know, like they ask, "Well, what's it like to play without fans?" And you know, to to a person, they're all saying it's like practice. Yeah, someone mentioned too that it sort of felt like summer league in a way, mm. like those those games that would tip off at like two p.m. or 2 whatever. Yeah, yeah. Uh, with, one, with one rosters, 14, one fourteen yeah. Eastern, like what? With rosters that no one cared about, so no one yeah. was in the gym, like a really small gym yeah. in Vegas. <laughs> you know, no right. one's there uh, because it in Vegas it is somewhat like the bubble in that it's like a couple gyms in right. one complex at like in a UNLV you know it's just, <laughs> you know they have some fans but not a lot you know mm-hmm. it, and it's mostly like writers and people at some of these games that are watching um scouts coaches from other teams players from other teams that kind of stuff makes up a yeah. lot of the crowd at those games but yeah um it was kind of tough to get mentally up to watch some of these games. I watched them and I would have them on in the background and I would check the score every once in a while. And I would go back to scroll on Twitter or like, yeah. I got, yeah. I got into, I got into building Lego kits a little oh, bit during this nothing. pandemic. <laughs> and so I'd be like building a Lego kit while Gabe was on. <laughs> awesome. You would send me the box picture and I'd get all excited. And then you'd show me like inversion. I'd be like, yes. But I, I can say as a non-NBA super fan like you are, I also felt like when the playoffs started and there were five games a day, it was like March Madness round one. Except these are the best of the best. So there aren't, well, with some exceptions, there aren't three-minute stretches where no one would score that's a really um, good that's a really good comparison by the way you know like it would it would be like that it's literally basketball starts at noon and it runs through midnight or later and it would just be basketball and then and then they oh you could cut over to tvs tbs and watch this game and you could watch espn for this game and then they'd have then they go into the into the studio and charles would just be completely losing his mind Um, charles is just (laughs) charles is charles charles barkley by the way is who we're talking about charles barkley um and uh and i liked that being not a fan of a team now again if i were like a super fan and been watching for the last 10 years absolutely i could see how that would be you know i don't like this watered down you don't because you're right you get into it when the crowd gets into it and for the NCAA tournament, the crowd will find a team to root for if they don't have a rooting interest, usually as an underdog. But, Not being able to watch and listen to home announcers for yeah. these teams for the yeah. bulk of the bubble experience. You know, if you're local to those franchises, you may have been able to watch it in those local markets. Mm-hmm. I don't have a local market <laughs> that I can watch around here, unfortunately. So well, I, guess, I, I didn't... would it be Cleveland would be your closest team, I guess. You know, but then or they're like Indiana, I guess. But the then they papers. block you out. Then they block oh, you out yeah. from watching it because you're too close. So yeah. like I, when I would watch League Pass, I would watch teams this season. So I would watch um, the Dallas Mavericks. I watched them go. a lot. Um, who else did I watch? I watched the Lakers a little bit. 
I watched mm-hmm. Denver a little bit. Um, just checking them out. And it is such a huge difference and you take it Pelicans. for granted. Yeah, the Pel- Yes, the Pelicans, of course. You take it for granted being able to hear the home announcers because you learn so much about a team from them. And then they get amped up when like there's a big play or like, you know, a run out dunk or, you know, pass ahead. You know, you missed all of that because the national announcers are, they're not allowed to be like for anyone. No. Nope. So like you had Mike Breen, Mike Breen was there, you know, bang, but like, you know, it wasn't yeah. as good as I mean, if you had yeah, the announcers from the Dallas. home announcers can get excited for a, a missed alley-oop. Yes. Whereas the national announcer is going to say, well, that's an opportunity they missed. You're not going to hear like <laughs> Mark Jackson and, uh, <laughs> you're not going to hear, <sighs> Oh, man we had too much van gundy Listen. by the end of this i don't care and, and i mean you know i'm sure they're great people i'm There's sure too much van uh, gundy talk i'm sure jeff van gundy and stan van gundy are fine gentlemen i'm sure yeah. they're kind i'm sure they're good quality men you just don't want to ever hear from them again <laughs> i don't ever want to hear jeff or Stan call another NBA game for like five solid years. I will, I'll give him five solid years. Stan Van Gundy, of course, has now signed on to like a five-year deal to coach the New Orleans Pelicans. So well, I'm going to be seeing and hearing be, Stan. <laughs> you know, I, I'm not going to be able to escape Stan. Like uh, Stan's my guy, I guess now. But like Jeff Van Gundy and Mark Jackson, I... I need like five solid years of not hearing them call a game. Like, but, give me, give me Doris. You know, Doris is yeah, fine. Doris good. did not call. Doris is great. I, I didn't hear her call as many games because she did like early rounds. Yeah. Well, not only did she do early on early rounds, she tended to do the earlier games, which I yes. guess you know that's just seniority at work. Um, you know, Want to point out too that Doris is someone who contracted COVID early on in the summer. Oh, I didn't know that. She had COVID. Oh, yeah. Ooh, oh, she had yikes. COVID, came back from it, recovered from it, and was able to call games in the bubble. So that's there's another all job. kinds of people. That's another job that you lose You lose your lung function. You're not t- working It's tough anymore. Man. I mean, it's tough, yeah, man. When you got to talk. I, I was worried about, let me give you a specific player that I was worried about. Nikola Jokic. Yeah. From the Denver Nuggets. He was a big boy. You know, a big, strong, a strong center. Let's say he was thick, as the kids say. Uh-huh. You know, bring it, bring it, bring it our bring it our listenership around. He was, he was stout. He was stout. He was a big boy. There was there was a, a member of the media that said that they saw him shirtless. I think it was last season, and they said he looked like a seven foot tall bag of milk. <sighs> So that that kind of sums up what what Nikola Jokic. And and if you're not sure what a bag of milk is, just ask any of our Canadian listeners; they can tell you. Ask what our a bag Canadian of milk friends is. to the north. But yeah, he looked like a big bag of milk. So, uh, you know, a pale, a big, tall, pale guy from I think Slovenia. I think is where I believe so. so a big guy. So he had started to work on his body some before the pandemic. Um, he had started to trim down a little bit. He contracted COVID during the shutdown while he was in Slovenia. And 
fought through it, got over it, came into the bubble and played. And when I tell you, he looks like he weighed so much less. I mean, you, you watched a little bit of Denver, I, didn't you? Yeah, I did. And, and you even said before it came out that he got sick, that you said, quote, I think he has COVID. Like, you saw him, like, the day before the announcement. Like, there was some yes. kind of news clipping that, you know, he was, he was prepared. He's coming back over. There was something. Like, he, he, he was, was caught in, up. He was like, photographed he, at a basketball game in Slovenia. Yeah, just like as a didn't spectator. Have, and you, and you yes. literally sent it to Dean and I went, wow. He doesn't look good. He looked like he had lost 50, like a 60 third pounds. Of, like a third of his weight. A third it of his body like. weight. It looked and like. there were and and when you have COVID, a lot of that weight that you lose is muscle mass because you lose yeah. it so quickly. And when he came back and was playing, you know, because you knew he had had COVID and he had gotten through it and everything. He wasn't like jacked before, like super muscular before, but I could tell that the weight that he lost was like muscle mass. He was a lot thinner, but he played really well. And he was strong, and it was great, and I was so excited for him. But man, I I could tell that it did a number on him, like it cleaned his clock, man. And then uh, like I was so worried about Javel McGee because he has asthma, mm -hmm. and I was mm -hmm. not expecting him to go in the bubble because you know that's a huge risk. Like for someone who has asthma, that's a huge comorbidity. Like, it, gosh, you know, if if he were to contract COVID. That might be tough for him to fight that, but he went in the bubble. He says, you know what? I feel safe. I trust that this is going to be safe. I trust the NBA is going to protect me. I trust it's going to be all right. Dwight Howard, you know, being, being the, being a little bit of a jerk that he is, wasn't always wearing his mask early on. Somebody told the NBA, Hey, go talk to Dwight Howard. Cause Dwight Howard and JaVale McGee are teammates. They were going to be together all the time. Yeah. They talk some sense into Dwight Howard. And uh but yeah, zero zero positives, which was wonderful. But there were a lot of players that came at Donovan Mitchell had COVID during the shutdown. Rudy Gobert had COVID. Um Russell Westbrook had, had COVID. Just big name players had contracted it, came back and played really well. I was so glad to see that. I was so glad to see no positives. Oh, but it was such a relief to me as well when it ended because I could not be nervous anymore for these guys. I mean, right. I know I know they're going to go back into their regular lives and they're going to be out living, which is, you know, exponentially more dangerous. Like if they don't take care oh, of masking yeah. up and social distancing, yeah. I know it's more dangerous to not be in the bubble than it is in. But I was just so nervous the whole time that something was going to happen and it didn't. Oh, I was and so happy. And, you know, let's let's take it to a couple positive things, uh, or at least one that's funny and one that I think was super positive. I'm going to say a name to you and you tell me if you can remember Rashawn Holmes. Rashawn Holmes. Of the Sacramento Kings. <laughs> it just hit me. Where are you going? Okay, so. So uh, apparently, man, who was it that put it out there that it was going to be okay to get like a Grubhub? 
or like somebody to drive food in somebody told him that it was going to be okay to do that it it was somebody from another team and so Rashawn Holmes was like oh yeah man I'll get Grubhub Grubhub immediately had to go into quarantine because he had broken (laughs) he left the bubble he literally left the the bubble bubble to get Grubhub Because he had to go out to pick it up to the driver. He had to go to the driver. And so they were like, you broke security protocol. You have to go in a meeting. <laughs> you have to go. That was <laughs> the funniest thing. And like the Kings barely made it into the bubble by like the skin yep. of their teeth. Like they almost weren't even invited. <laughs> so like, yes. they, and here comes like, Rashawn They Holmes, put their like foot the first... in the door before the door could and, close <laughs> and like the first night or two of of you know everybody getting there and quarantining he immediately breaks quarantine <laughs> i forgot yes. about this oh yeah i want to know what he ordered i want to know what he ordered I, yeah that has not come out but I, yeah i'm dying to know what was worth i mean and you know again he didn't know which it, it's his job to know but he didn't know um i'm pretty sure mm. he would not have gone past that line of do not cross if he really had been thinking about hey if i go do this i'm gonna have to be in quarantine for 10 days <laughs> for, for, oh, for, what? We, we were joking it, it's the spicy chicken sandwich it's <laughs> what you get delivered please tell me please tell me that you've got the 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 name coming up i've Please tell me. Oh, the other name that I was going to say? Wasn't there a player that, that was caught like with a dalliance with a testing official in his room? Who was that? Who I forget his name. Yeah, so there, yes. In addition to uh, breaking the, the <laughs> breaking the seal, quote unquote, to um, get some, get some vittles. Um, there Sir. were, there were some, there were some other um, needs that were attended to for having a <laughs> Un- unassigned, un- un- <laughs> uninvited guest up to his room. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, that's that's where I'm going to leave it at that. Playing uh, cornhole on the lawn. Uh, swimming and fishing. Fishing was uh, hilarious. You know, the, the, the outdoorsman type activities are not a substitute for certain needs. No. On a completely different note, we had a yes. glorious addition to the NBA on TNT halftime show. Yes, we did. It started out with uh, a gentleman by the name of Draymond Green, who is uh, controversial. You know, he, he's a guy who is consistently each season on the top of the list for most technical fouls <laughs> every year. Um, oh, yeah. He, you know, he... Uh, it's people, you know, it's a common belief that Draymond Green talking trash to Kevin Durant on the bench of a game early in the season yes. was the reason why Kevin Durant did not consider re-signing back with Golden State at the end of that season. Uh, so he's, you know, he's he's had his problems, and you know, he used to kick people in their in their in their um royal, nether regions in their nether regions in their royal gems during games as, as yeah. they would be exposed on a jump shot as an yes. example like, yes like what you need a clear path to like come back down man like you can't yeah. do all this anyway so he's he's sort of like 
I guess you could say he's the Charles Barkley of his time in a way. Mm. I don't know. You could sort of make that comparison, but he sort of famously uh, had, I don't know, back and forth with Charles Barkley in the media. Like the media would say, well, Charles said this about you on TV. And so he would say some stuff about Charles back. And so they went back and forth. So then uh, Turner invited Draymond to come on for a couple of, programs that they did during the bubble you know nba restart called the arena and they were hosted by carrie champion and they talked about uh social justice initiatives and how they worked with the nba um they had people like stacy abrams to come on and talk about voting and they wanted to raise awareness and so draymond was on there draymond green um charles barkley was on there and then they would have you know, a, a fourth person along with Carrie Champion that would sort of rotate. So they did those, and then they thought, "Hey, Draymond did such a good idea, uh, such a good job on these shows with the arena. Why don't we have him on NBA on TNT broadcasts for a few times and see how that goes?" So they had Draymond come on, and you told us Draymond Green is on TNT, and and I went, "This I have to watch just from the pure train wreck." <laughs> that could happen being on there with Charles Barkley, but he didn't, he didn't hold back. And no, he didn't hold back. You know, he said <laughs> he actually cost himself a lot of money. I think it was the first night that he was on because they were showing highlights of uh, a Phoenix game for the bubble. And he said, man, they got to get my guy, Devin Booker on, on a good team. They got to get him on a contender. Like he, he's wasting his time in Phoenix and, uh, Ernie Johnson, host of so the NBA, said, "Hey man, are you tampering?" And Draymond said, "Maybe, maybe, maybe I am." But he caught a fine, and he wasn't even yep. in the bubble. wasn't no. even invited to the bubble. He's just he's on television. The, but he's part of. The, he's still part of the Players Association, yes. so he can't do it. This is a comment. Was like it's like that meme, like. How you get fired on your day off? <laughs> right, right. How you catch a fine and you're not even active? Oh, so he caught he caught a big fine. It, it was hilarious, it was just hysterical. Like he was roasting, you know, player wardrobes for the bubble. Like they oh, asked yeah. him what he thought of somebody's like sweater yeah, they, or top yeah, they had on. Yeah, put them on. And then he, he said would no. Go that's... For like he'd go for like a minute. <laughs> oh yeah, he's like, no, that's trash. That's garbage. What that guy has on, he's trying too hard. <laughs> so, he should, okay, he should be wearing this. It's like, wow, all right, right, you know. But uh, he did an amazing job of breaking down plays and actually giving a current basketball player's point of view. I can't think of a current basketball player that has done something like this. No in the last 10 years i can't think of it i can think of guys who came in and like were interviewed but i can't think of it yeah Um, yeah remember dwight howard came on and it was like an intervention for like 15 minutes yeah (laughs) if you want to see something like truly uncomfortable and you like the nba (laughs) and you know anything about it Awkward. awkward i want you to look up dwight howard intervention on YouTube, yeah, just so good. Oh, but yeah, um, yeah. Can we talk about the fact that there are multiple players on the Lakers who are like they have a ring now? 
Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. So, so let's talk about the Lakers. They are the NBA The champion Lakers who won the NBA championship. They won the NBA championship. You know, people were saying this is going to have an asterisk next to yeah. it because it wasn't a standard NBA championship. I would contend that this may have been more difficult than a standard one. Um, All of the things that they had to do each day, they were in the bubble, no leaving. Um, Just all the stuff they had to go through and like staying in the same place for however many months it was like, didn't they go in in July, July, August, September, you know, they've been in there for a really long time. So, uh, so let's talk about the Lakers. So you, you got your players that, you know, are obviously, obviously going to do well. Absolutely. So you got the players that absolutely deserve, you know, quote unquote, deserve their ring, quote unquote, earn their ring. So you got players like LeBron James, you got Anthony Davis. Then you kind of take a step down to Contavious uh, Caldwell Pope. You have uh, Danny Green, who famously had bad bubble performance one after another you have kyle kuzma so let's move on down the bench you've got uh dion waiters yeah who famously was with the miami heat which was the other team that was in the finals which made it interesting because no matter who won he was going to get a ring anyway (laughs) so you got dion waiters who uh in case you don't know anything about dion waiters he has a lot of confidence in himself he knows what he can do and he's not afraid to tell everybody about it um the most famous thing he did this season was he ate a uh, pot gummy while he was on the team plane yeah flying back to miami <laughs> and he went to the front of the plane and tried to open the door mid-flight because he yeah. was catching a catching a bad high yeah. And uh, he was suspended multiple times while he was with the Heat for violation of team rules and policies, things like that. So I guess he just stopped showing up. And then, not great, uh, Bob. Not great. So, you know, that relationship was severed. Pat Riley said, you know what, I've seen enough. And uh, <laughs> that relationship was severed. And then, um, according to Dion Waiters, he reached out to LeBron. And LeBron said, oh, get in loser we're going stopping you know that kind of I'm thing take, i'm gonna take these broken wings and you're gonna learn to fly again learn to live so free so <laughs> so lebron stuffed his backpack with a bunch of guy you know what it's kind of reminds me of that that tagline for uh captain eo or like the announcer it's like a ragtag band of misfits. Yes, rag you know tag. so it's like like lebron they don't think we have a chance <laughs> He yeah, he grabbed like Dion Waiters. He grabbed J.R. Smith. J.R. Smith is it? We don't have time to go into the kind of no. history J.R. Smith has, but he's a guy. That you can last send season... questions to Amy at Amy Beth Combs on Twitter. Oh, yeah, on Twitter. If you follow her, if you follow her, if you want to know more about J.R. Smith, let me know. But he's a guy last season who threw a bowl of hot soup and an assistant coach in a dispute. That yes. that's that's we spent I would say an hour trying to figure out what the worst type of soup would yes. be. <laughs> so J.R. Smith has been a joy and a blessing to me personally because I love <laughs> I love NBA drama and I love NBA hijinks and J.R. Smith is just a walking hijink. He's just a walking meme 
So, you know, J.R. Smith was on that team. Mentioned uh, Dion, Jared Dudley. He's an older guy. Um, he was on Brooklyn for a long time. Uh, he got, man, who was it that he got into a, like a fist fight during a game last year, I think. And so they signed Jared Dudley during the summer before this season's regular season started. And I thought, man, do LeBron like the way that like, Jared Dudley fights or like (laughs) why but here is the one that takes the crown to me there there's a set of brothers three brothers (laughs) same family from Greece and their last name is Antenacumpo and the reigning MVP two seasons in a row is from the Antenacumpo family his name is Giannis Antenacumpo played for the number one overall team going into the bubble the milwaukee bucks and the setup all along that everyone assumed was going to happen was that it was going to be a seven game series in the finals of the los angeles lakers versus the milwaukee bucks well the milwaukee bucks got eliminated from the playoffs so the milwaukee bucks went home now you would think that would mean that an Antetokounmpo brother would not get a ring this year. Sir, you would be incorrect because <laughs> there's another Antetokounmpo brother in the NBA named Kostas Antetokounmpo, who is Who's on. not an MB- MVP. No, <laughs> but he is an MVP to me because he's on the Los Angeles Lakers, yep. meaning that multiple time rating mvp superstar people say he's the best player in the league i think it's still lebron but Giannis uh, Antetokounmpo. Yeah. well he definitely didn't show up no he didn't show up season. in the bubble for whatever reason you know a lot of guys had a lot of guys had mental hang-ups a lot of things yeah. going on you know and so i i give them that like there were people who showed out who no one expected to show out as much as they did like the phoenix suns they won like seven games in a row they couldn't have won seven games in a row in the season in the regular like out of the bubble they couldn't have done it like there was just stories like that that were just crazy but the fact that Costas Antetokounmpo is the first Antetokounmpo brother in the nba to get an nba championship ring is just hilarious it will never stop being funny because that like Kostas is is a sincere nba player i'm not taking anything away from him but no, he he's is nowhere he's nowhere near the level of his brother Giannis. he's not as tall he's not as good he never made it into the rotation for the lakers um so yeah i mean <laughs> a couple of these guys getting well dwight howard who has been Dwight. in the NBA for like what 16, 18 seasons, something. I think it's 16, 12. It's been a, I don't it's know. Been a while. It's, it's been, been a while, while. <laughs> since he said he's sorry. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, he's been with a bunch of different teams. Where he went wrong, the Stan Van Gundy reference coming back, uh, where he went oh. wrong is that 
he famously was trying to get Stan Van Gundy fired from Orlando. I don't know if he succeeded or not, but he ended up leaving Orlando anyway, where he was like their top franchise player. Left Orlando, went a little bit of here, there, and everywhere, and famously fell out with the locker rooms, with the teams, coaches, at every team he, he went to. Everywhere he went to, it was bad blood, especially with the Los Angeles Lakers. Kobe notoriously thought he was soft, called him out during games, called him soft. So uh, the fact that the Lakers brought him back on a day-to-day contract, they were like, okay, we're going to give you a chance to come back. But you got to mind your piece of cues, like really be a good guy. Yeah, that reminded me of kind of like Dread Pirate Roberts. It's like, oh, good night, Wesley. Good work. Most likely kill you in the morning. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, you know, you gotta gotta mind yourself, man. You gotta really be good. And the fact that he, Dwight Howard, made it through the entire season didn't screw up. And the postseason. And the postseason, and he's finally got a championship. And I will say, there is a very nice tweet that the Lakers official Twitter account set out with Dwight with the NBA championship uh, trophy and he has the biggest Dwight Howard grin the guy has a megawatt smile and this is probably the happiest I've ever seen a picture of him and the fact that the Lakers again going full circle that Kobe calling him soft um, that that the Lakers are like, look, this guy got a championship finally. I was like, ah, this is this this is heartwarming for me to see. Plus, he won it in Orlando. Yeah, which is another little facet of it that I just realized. Yeah. <laughs> he won a championship. I think he actually might still live in Orlando. Oh, interesting. I do want to point out though that this was a very important season for the Lakers to win the championship because. Kobe Bryant passed in January. Yes. And so it was very, very cool to honor him in that way, however you feel about Kobe. But also, uh, one of the mothers of one of Dwight's children actually passed away from COVID yeah. this year. So that's another thing that, you know, these guys are human beings and being put through this, not being able to be around their families and all of this stuff. So uh, there's a lot of little, um, you know, sub stories and side stories and things but but yeah the bubble was good the bubble was good and you know they're here we're hearing rumblings now that uh the nba is not ruling out that they could start on christmas day which could have been a deal all along with disney espn abc as part of the bubble so Mm -hmm. we'll see so we'll see but having a healthy successful run of anything long term during this pandemic that is the good stuff this has been the good stuff thank you for listening to butter and bacon personalized trip planning services and expertise, please contact Becca via email at Becca at AdventuresOutThereTravel.com, on Twitter at AIOT Travel, or visit our website, AdventuresOutThereTravel.com, where you can get more information, read our blog, subscribe to our newsletter, and request a quote. Let them know Byron Vegas sent you. 
can follow Butter and Bacon on Twitter at Butter and Bacon, on Instagram as Butter and Bacon Podcast, and please contact us via email at butterandbaconpodcast at gmail.com. To get the good stuff delivered hot and fresh, please subscribe to Butter and Bacon in your podcast app of choice. Now, dearest listener, it is with deepest pride and greatest pleasure that we welcome you tonight. And now we invite you to relax. Let us pull up a chair as Bert et Bacon proudly presents your outtakes. Yay. That was I fun. Don't think, I don't think we're going to have any um, No, blue we have pairs. no outtakes. We have no outtakes. That's like a How? clean recording. You know what it is? It's Dean. <gasps> we didn't say anything about Dean. No, we didn't. We didn't say about how he went on Stuff We Love, A, without me, B, without you, and C, cheating on Butter Bacon. He didn't even tell us ahead of time. Well, he told me. (laughs) He didn't tell me. We found, you know what? Dean never texts me anymore. What's up with that, Dean? Dean complains about the fact that you and I were texting each other because we have Apple phones and he has whatever he has. Because I send stuff and half the time he doesn't get it. He doesn't get it. Plus, he doesn't look at it when we send it to him. Like, he admits no. it. He's like, I don't look at the stuff you send me. Because it doesn't show up because he's on a different user yeah. interface. Like, like, he's I don't click Android. links. It's like, what? What do you mean you what? don't click links? <laughs> what? Like, we send him all kinds of stuff. Oh. Like, he wants to be included, but then he doesn't value it. He wants to be included so he can decline. <laughs> Is it, is it like that kind of thing where you want yeah. someone to invite you even though you can't right. go? It's the invitation yeah. that matters. Right. Yes. Dean's moonlighting on us. He's cheating on us. So you can listen to Dean on the Stuff That We Love podcast. I love you, Dean, though. I love you, Dean. I, I do, too. Even though you don't love us. Oh, it hurts. It's hurtful. <laughs> Jingle bell, jingle, bam!